Kaya Biz. 12 minutes to 7 o'clock and I'm so keen. We should have found the theme music for this one, right? But Squid Game, uh, many of you might be quite familiar with a series that has been quite popular on Netflix and has garnered a lot of attention. But of course, really does speak to some of the financial, personal financial principles that we should be aware of. How it is that over-indebtedness can actually affect households and um, almost lead to a sense of hopelessness for those who are in debt, which then translates into decisions, actions that are depicted by the contestants who then find themselves, unfortunately, having to choose between life and death. But to, uh, I guess, help us unpack what some lessons are that we can take out of Squid Game uh, and, of course, uh, the uh, uh, impact it's had on the world, uh, we join on the line by Cedric Peeler, who is Alan Gray's regional manager, to give us some insight into this one. Cedric, welcome to Kai Biz. Good evening, Google. How are you? Keeping well, thank you. And I guess a very appropriate conversation we're having this evening, right? Linking uh, entertainment to uh, the winding down of December, but still reminding us, uh, very importantly so, of the very important discipline of financial management that we should be uh, keeping in mind. And I guess let's start there. First things first, uh, to set some context and perspective for those who might not necessarily be familiar with the show Squid Game. Help us understand what the premise of the show is actually about. Yeah, sure thing. I mean, if you hadn't heard about or watched Squid Game, firstly, where have you been? Mm-hmm. But secondly, <laughs> uh, maybe this is going to be a bit of a spoiler. Squid Game is ultimately about how the hopelessness of people in debt translates into decisions and actions. And the show depicts contestants who are ordinary people like you and I that are in financial trouble and they're competing in a playground where they play playground games for prize money. But the stakes are high. Mm. If you lose a game, you lose your life. Yeah. Um, so that's the premise of what the show is about. Yeah, you're quite right. It uh, does um, um, really bring to the surface the kind of trouble and turmoil uh, that it brings about. And I, I'm keen for those perhaps who might not be familiar with some of the characters, right? There's always the old man, there's some uh, young ladies and some gents as well who have different personality types. And, and perhaps we can draw some parallels uh, that might exist between the characters on the show as well as those who might be indebted uh, in a country like South Africa. Does it, uh, I guess, suggest that um, not having or easy money does lead to wealth? or uh, that some people might find themselves in some kind of uh, financial turmoil and, dis- uh, uh, and, and concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the show's characters, as you mentioned, they get into financial trouble because they let their short-term decisions and behaviors impact their long-term financial success. And although we know that South Africans are feeding the pinch, the good news is, besides providing entertainment, Squid Game allows the audience to learn through the mistakes of fictional characters. And many of the show's characters, they get into financial trouble because they obviously get themselves, get debt, um, and the long-term impact of this hinders their long-term financial success. And by watching the show through a personal finance lens, you can learn valuable lessons and either avoid making them, or like me, uh, if any of those situations feel familiar, you can know what to avoid. Uh, then know what other actions you can take before it's too late. So Mm. those are really some of the parallels between the Squid Game and indebted South Africans if you look at it through a personal finance lens. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned something important there, Cedric, and maybe we can delve into it now, the things to avoid or experiences that might be familiar. It's the festive season now. I think all of us are winding down and can't wait for next week, Thursday, where the um, most companies and most individuals might perhaps take some leave. But this also comes and is characterized by excessive spending, over-indebtedness, and I'm assuming that there's some lessons that we need to be cognizant of that we should be avoiding during this time of the year. What are those? 
Yeah, I mean, the first, and I'm sure our listeners are very familiar with the saying, easy come, easy go. Yeah. The sum of the year, and I know the bonuses are not easy, right? It's a reflection of people having done a lot of work throughout the year and being rewarded. But that 13th check, uh, sometimes when it just comes, you can blow it so easy. Uh, but other things that we can draw parallels to are things like lottery winnings or gambling, for example. This is also that time of the year where that 13th check, you may want to spend that on some entertainment like gambling. But, but like gambling or, or being tempted by the promise of easy money, it's one of those themes that comes out of Squid Game where the players essentially take a bet on their lives for the slim chance of becoming rich. And similarly with investments, investors do the same thing with their savings and investments because gambling is this idea of making money quickly with little to no effort. And I think in investments, we tend to want to do the same, where we are uh, lured by these high returns in a very short space of time. And instead of spending time in the market, we try to time the market. Um, We try to get in and out to make a short and a quick buck. Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, um, when you try and do that, this easy money, it, it does not lead to wealth creation. Doing that with your savings and investments will not lead to longer term financial gain. Yeah, very true. You need to be quite cognizant of uh, the behaviors that we actually exhibit. And if you've just joined us, we're in conversation with Cedric Peeler. He is the regional manager at Alan Gray. And we are taking a very intriguing conversation, looking at the lessons that one can learn from the popular Netflix series Squid Game. If you're not quite familiar with it yet, as Cedric mentioned, where have you been? It's been all the rage for the last couple of weeks uh, and uh, really does highlight um, the um, uh, role, function and, of course, uh, important financial lessons that we can learn from individuals who play a game but really does come at the cost of their lives and livelihoods um, by finding themselves being highly indebted. And our conversation today really does peel back at looking at uh, the financial lessons behind this particular popular series and understanding how we can make sure that as we uh, slowly approach the holiday season, that we're more cognizant of what we spend on, how we spend it, uh, putting a little bit more away for our long-term investments uh, and also being cognizant of of not falling into any um, schemes or uh, traps uh, that might uh, lure us with some amazing returns. And maybe, Cedric, that's a part that we can discuss at the moment, right? To make sure that we don't fall prey and fall victims to investment returns or investment promises that... um, (sighs) might promise us the world, but in fact, actually just erode some of the hard-earned uh, income that we've actually tried to, to, to put on our table. So maybe help us reflect on that, because sometimes we get SMSs, emails, even phone calls that might be quite tempting. But how do we need to identify when something looks like a scam? You make such a great point, Gugu. And remember, you're not the only one that knows that you're expecting a 13th check or a bonus this time of the year. A lot of fraudsters know that too. And Squid Game reminds us that get-rich-quick schemes do not lead to good financial outcomes. Mm. The theme of financial loss is actually quite prevalent throughout the show because um, if you're familiar with the characters, the protagonist who has a gambling addiction, he has racked up huge debt and he owes a lot of money to loan sharks. And then you have this other character who, ironically enough, is from an investment firm and he's in deep trouble after stealing money from clients and losing it on the stock market. And he's accrued debt of billions. Similarly with us, we want great returns and we want them now. Mm-hmm. And this ultimately makes us so susceptible to fraudulent schemes. And it can happen to anyone. So that's why consumers actually have to be on their guard, uh, especially when you face large amounts of debt, yes. especially when you're in financial stress, especially when you have unexpected expenses. This time of the year, it's so easy to get lured into get-rich-quick schemes that end up taking away 
your hard-earned money. And I think in this post-pandemic era where fraudsters are widespread, you need to trust your gut. Uh, we often understand those warnings that, you know, alcohol abuse is dangerous to your health or smoking causes lung cancer. But when it comes to money, we don't often heed the warning that if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. Um, so avoid these themes that seem like once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. All those things should raise red flags, especially the time of the year. Definitely. Raise red flags and, of course, be cognizant of some of those mistakes that you might fall into. Uh, and I, I guess some of us might also feel a bit hard done by, right? It's been a tumultuous 20 months uh, for a lot of us, Cedric. As you say, some South Africans might have lost their jobs. Some maybe have been lucky enough to find jobs. Uh, and others perhaps have been very innovative in how they found ways of being creative with uh, cre- uh, generating some kind of income for themselves. Uh, and I guess this also brings about the feeling of bad luck, of a victim mentality that, oh, whoa, is me. Um, if only I had 10 million rand, my life would be different. I guess how do we need to prepare ourselves then for financial hurdles that might still come up whether or not you have the 10 million rand or not in your pocket? But how do we need to prepare ourselves for uh, certain backlogs and of course some strain? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, again, when you look at Squid Game, the, the winners, they go on to compete in these brutal games until there's only one person standing. And the winner takes home all this money. It's about 38.6 million U.S. dollars. And the money accumulates in a piggy bank that is suspended above the contestants where they go to sleep. And in real life, there's no proverbial pot of gold at the end of the rainbow to bail us out of trouble. Financial emergencies will crop up from time to time. And I think mm-hmm. we've seen that in this post-pandemic world. And if you're not prepared for them, they can have a lasting impact on your finances. One of the best things we can do is to build and maintain an easily accessible emergency fund. And a, a lot of the advice out there from experts is that this should be at least three months of your savings. But it's also crucial to make space in your budget for saving for retirement. And maybe to steal a line from you, Google. Uh, the reason why we need to save for retirement is so that you don't miss out when I'm a pension up or up. Ah, and I like the that. market do really well. <laughs> <laughs> so investments such as retirement annuities and tax-free investments uh, need to be there to supplement your pension savings. So yes, life is unpredictable, but all the more reason make provision for this uncertainty. Yeah, very important for us to make that provision. And as you say, that's what we want, right? To live a comfortable retirement, you know, uh, and have everyone literally have their pensions uh, when we get to that particular stage. Cedric, thank you so much for your time this evening. Really, really appreciate it. Um, You've uh, helped us understand that, you know, sometimes we just need to go back to the basics of um, uh, understanding what the lessons are in what we consume and what we watch to really make sure that we are all on the same track and that there's some practical lessons that we could get out um, out of a show that is like Squid Games. Thank you so much for your time as always, Cedric. Really appreciate it. And if this is the last time we speak before the holiday season, we wish you a restful period and um, hopefully we'll come back and smash our financial goals in 2022, right? Thank you so much, Kugu. Thanks for having me and same to you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Cedric Peel as the Regional Manager at Alan Gray joining us this evening. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Kaya Biz with Guguletum Fupi, Monday to Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. on Kaya 959. On the streets, on the air.